The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The government and Canada's main airlines have agreed to suspend service to Sun Destinations right away. Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing, and Air Transat are cancelling air service to all Caribbean destinations and Mexico starting this Sunday up until April 30th. They will, they will be making arrangements with their customers who are currently on a trip in these regions to organize their return flights. So there you have it, the federal government cracking down on non-essential travel. The Prime Minister earlier today announcing significantly tougher restrictions on international travel, all in a bid to slow the spread of COVID-19 variants in the country. As you heard, starting on Sunday, Air Canada, WestJet, Air Transat and Sunwing have agreed to suspend all flights to the Caribbean and Mexico until at least April 30th. And starting next week, all international flights will only be allowed to land in Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto and Montreal. But there's more. There will also be new mandatory PCR testing requirements at airports for people returning to Canada. And while travelers wait for this COVID-19 test result, they'll be forced to quarantine for up to three days at a designated hotel on their own dime. Now, those with negative test results will then be able to quarantine for the remainder of the mandatory two weeks at home, but those with positive tests will be required to quarantine in designated government facilities. And that's not all. We will also, in the coming weeks, be requiring non-essential travelers to show a negative test before entry at the land border with the U.S., and we're working to stand up additional testing requirements. For land travel. Okay, so the PM says the moves are as more infectious variants of COVID-19 spread around the globe. Over the past number of weeks, he has repeatedly urged Canadians not to take any non-essential trips outside the country and warned that the federal government could impose restrictions at any time that would make it harder for them to, re- to return. Dr. Carrie Frock is an associate law professor at the University of New Brunswick. She joins us this afternoon because there's a lot of people asking, hey, can they do this? Is this constitutional? Dr. Frock, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to speak to you. All right, so uh, your initial thoughts. I mean, I know that uh, there were some articles uh, written you were quoted in in the last couple of days wondering whether or not that they would go this far. It looks like they've gone. Well, they have gone this far. Your thoughts? Right. So under the Charter, there's, of course, mobility rights for Canadians, um, you know, that we have absolute rights to leave Canada, to remain in Canada or to leave Canada. But here, the the government really isn't touching that. They're saying, you know, Canadians, um, you can come in, you need a COVID test and you need to uh, sit in a hotel on your own dime. So it's not really affecting mobility rights, which puts Mm. us into a more complicated situation. It's probably um, if there was the, a, a charter right engaged, it might be considered the right to liberty. Um, and the court really hasn't um, said a lot about liberty in terms of, um, you know, being required to stay in a hotel for three days. Um, mm. So the question is, 
um, you know, the, the court has said liberty isn't the right to do whatever you like. It's, it, it affects fundamental life choices. So um, would this engage the right to liberty here? And of course, um, the, you know, the government always has the ability to justify any limitation of rights under the Charter too. So even if you get past the idea that this might be some sort of infringement, is it uh, a, a justifiable limit of, of people's charter rights here? Interesting stuff. All right. And, you know, when, when you look about, um, you know, the Emergencies Act and, and, and uh, you know, the potential or the possibility of, you know, implementing that and didn't do that here, I, I, you know, by getting all of the airlines on board, it seems that they have been, a, well, they've been able to, to do this without having to um, get any, into any kind of legal aspect of it i'd love to know how they got all the airlines on board right um you know and and the government was pretty clear that the airlines agreed to it so it's not mm-hmm. like the the government had to bring down the hammer and said you're you're doing this whether you like it or not under the emergencies act for example or or even the aeronautics act so you know the airlines are playing ball so you're not into a constitutional argument of there there of course all oh, right. Um, this is uh, this is interesting stuff. You look at other countries um, uh, that uh, that have 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 uh, implemented some some tough rules like this. My question is: Do you believe that there could be some lawsuits coming out of this uh, as a result? Do you think that there could be legal challenges? Um, I think that it would be a, a tough thing to do because, you know, like I say, it seems reasonable that if you um, said, uh, you know, I don't care what the government says about non-essential travel, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta anyway, <laughs> to say that it wasn't reasonable uh, upon your return to maybe spend another three days in a hotel room seeing if your, your COVID test comes back positively. And, you know, again, with respect to Section 7 rights where the liberty interest is, um, the courts have said this isn't an economic right. So the fact mm-hmm. that you might be out of pocket um, isn't really something that the court is going to consider. It's more about um, physical liberty, um, like I say, affecting um, people's fundamental personal choices. It's not being out of pocket because um, you made a, a bad choice um, to travel during a, an epidemic. Uh, Dr. Frank, before I let you go, is there anything that you're going to be watching very closely over the coming weeks between now and uh, and April uh, through all of this? Or is there anything that you would suggest to us to watch closely to see what happens as this unfolds? Well, two things. I, I think the first thing is with respect to international travel, um, what happens when you have people that have tested positive for COVID and they don't want to go into a government facility? That gets to be a more interesting issue from a charter perspective. And of course, the other thing that we've been watching, I'm, I'm here in New Brunswick, um, British Columbia has mused about it, um, is the issue of uh, interprovincial mm-hmm. um, mobility restrictions and and border controls because I think there's a really interesting issue there as far as federalism and some people have said that well the feds have control over citizenship and the right to to move about um, Canada unimpeded is a a right of citizenship so the provinces can't touch those so that's something that I'm really intrigued about and I'm hoping that the you know higher courts will give us some direction there.
Dr. Frock, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and your perspective. Thanks very much. Yeah, you bet your doctor, uh, Carrie Frock, uh, a law professor at the University of New Brunswick and who uh, specializes in, in uh, uh, constitutional issues. So, uh, again, uh, you heard it. You've been, you've been listening to it uh, throughout the day about the news. And, and we'd heard, we had heard a lot of talk over the past number of weeks. Um, and, uh, and and we were just waiting for it. And it was like, okay, there's another news conference. It didn't happen. Oh, there's another news conference. It didn't happen. And then boom, today, the news conference and it happens. Um, and, and, and cracking down, on 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 this international travel to um, you know to a lot of to, to the sun destinations right on non-essential travel saying that they're going to suspend all flights to the Caribbean and Mexico until at least April 30th what I am fascinated about well there's a number of things here what I find very interesting and I'd love to be a fly on the wall I'd love to know how they got the airlines on board the airlines you know have been just taking a kick in over over the past year um i mean because just so many flights have been canceled people aren't traveling because people are respecting that non-essential travel ban but to now cancel so january february march april for the next three months which is high time and 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 here's the thing and i get the fact that um you know they're you know they're they're asking you know for no non-essential travel right and and they have told us and if you go into the paperwork you look online it says you know hey uh things could change very quickly which could make things very difficult uh for you to get home and things could change when you get home i went through all the paperwork i went onto the website today found it read it it's all there um but to get Air Canada, WestJet, Air Transat, and Sunwing on board, I'm wondering if there's some wheeling and dealing there. I'm wondering if there was some promise made, because we know the airlines have, have said we need some help. Uh, they've asked for money. There's been talk, you know, about you know bailout or not. We've heard we heard in the throne speech the possibility of some some help for some of the regional routes. But to get them to shut that down, I, I, I just think, hmm, I wonder what else is going on. I wonder what else we're going to find out. Now, the um, president and CEO of WestJet, Ed Sims, he said simply that the federal government asked, asked them to temporarily, temporarily shutter some of their flights. He said the government asked and we agreed. Really? They just asked you and you agreed? Uh, he went on to say, while well, we know that air travel is responsible for less than 2% of cases since the start of the crisis, and even less today, we recognize the government of Canada's ask is a precautionary measure. Okay, maybe they're just being really great corporate citizens. I just, I believe um, that there's something else there. I believe that there's something else there. And uh, I suspect we'll hear about it uh, in the weeks uh, to come. Now, the transport minister today was asked about other vacation destinations. You know, why isn't Florida, you know, on that list? And he said, 
And there's a voluntary agreement and understanding with the airlines that it's best to suspend their airlines. Now, for people who are traveling to the U.S., they will be subjected to the same requirements that we subject all arrivals to. Went on to say what we're doing is we're calling on all Canadians to cancel their flights, not just to the Caribbean, not just to Mexico, to all destinations. He went on to say the Prime Minister has been clear for a while, and I'm repeating it now, we're calling on all Canadians to please cancel your vacation. All right, your thoughts on this at 780-496-0063. Now, as I mentioned during my conversation with Dr. Frock, um, what Canada has put in place is, is really not without precedent. Australia has been requiring most travellers to quarantine at a government-arranged hotel for 14 days. And that works out to um, about 2800 Australian dollars. I'm not sure what that is in, in Canadian dollars per adult, about $4,600 for a family of four. So if you're going to Australia, you've got to, um, you have to um, uh, quarantine at a government arranged hotel for 14 days. The UK has introduced similar measures, happened yesterday. They now require citizens arriving from a number of countries to quarantine in hotels for 10 days at their own expense. So, again, yeah, so, you know, some people will be like, this is, you know, an infringement on our rights. I mean, Dr. Frock is suggesting, "Eh, well, (laughs) you know, uh, maybe not so much. Hanging out in a government appointed a hotel for three days if you get that that you know till you get that first test they're saying that that's going to cost canadians coming back about two grand 780-496-0063 